I mean, that is a double-edged sword, however, because when you're targeting a niche within a niche, such as DeFi or NFTs within the general Web3 space, it can produce very good results. On the other hand, if the number of people within that niche within a niche is too small, it also means that everyone is producing and building with that same target audience in mind and is competing for the attention of the very few people that are already available. Welcome to Metaverse Marketing Mastery. I'm your host, Judah. As a marketing strategist and community builder in the Web3 space, I wanted to share my knowledge and methods with you. If you're an overwhelmed project founder and don't know where to start with building a community, then this podcast is for you. Let's get building. Hey, it's Judah here again. And by now, you've probably heard that Elon Musk is ruffling up some feathers since he took over Twitter. So I'm coming to you this week with some overviews on some of his biggest changes that he's making with Twitter so that we can also break down how this is going to affect your Web3 project. Because many of us know a lot of NFT projects, crypto projects, and just Web3 projects in general often use Twitter as a main platform to conduct social media marketing. For many projects, Twitter is the top of funnel, meaning this is where they often do brand awareness and reach new audiences who are unfamiliar with you. So many of those changes that are happening and the new goal that Elon Musk seems to have with Twitter is undoubtedly going to result in some changes and adaptations that will need to be made as a founder that is building out a project. So let's get into the three largest changes that have been made. And no, I'm not talking about the fact that he fired off a bunch of his top executives. What I'm referring to specifically are the changes that have been made that may or may not affect your marketing strategy in Web3 more than you actually think. I would break these changes down into three main categories. One being Elon Musk turning Twitter into a bank. Number two is his future vision for Twitter to become an everything app. And number three, Twitter removing the ability for you to promote other social media platforms for free which at the time of this recording, it was just announced about two hours ago. So there is some buzz going around. So let's start with the first one, Twitter turning into a bank. This one sounds as though it may only be relevant to DeFi projects, but it's actually relevant for everyone. The reason for this is because there is currently still a large knowledge gap between the audience who is familiar with Web3 and the majority of the audience who is still mostly unfamiliar. Twitter becoming a bank also means that there is a huge likelihood of them using a cryptocurrency to help make this happen, because this will help make the speed of the transactions that are done globally almost instantaneous. The main benefit this will bring in is that the audience who is largely unfamiliar with Web3 will be introduced and onboarded into the space with less friction, especially for those who are already using Twitter and actively using the platform. We saw this happen similarly with Reddit, who actually launched an NFT collection very, very seamlessly, almost without the user base even knowing or processing that the digital collectibles involved the blockchain. That's because they produced the collection in a manner that was very frictionless. 
They used an avatar, which the audience was already very familiar with as it was their mascot. And also to minimize confusion and overwhelm, they even limited the use of Web3 jargon. So simply put, if done successfully, what this means for a lot of Web3 projects is that through Twitter, a large number of the general population will be onboarded, meaning your ability to target a particular niche becomes way easier. I mean, that is a double-edged sword, however, because when you're targeting a niche within a niche, such as DeFi or NFTs within the general Web3 space, it can produce very good results. On the other hand, if the number of people within that niche within a niche is too small, it also means that everyone is producing and building with that same target audience in mind and is competing for the attention of the very few people that are already available. This is often why we refer to the crypto space as being in a bubble, because we're literally just buying and selling to one another. With a new wave of people coming in, you'll have the ability to target your niche in new ways. Or if you haven't niched down yet, it also means that you will have more options when it comes to picking a niche. Because right now, We've got the finance people and different forms of DGENs out there, and that is about it. Okay, now let's get into number two, Twitter becoming an everything app. What we mean here when we describe an everything app is a platform which provides the ability to do transactions, the ability to do messaging, the ability to also act as a social media platform, and other facets that I've not even mentioned yet. One of the existing apps that does this right now and is actually successful at doing this is WeChat, which is the most popular app in China at the moment and has been for many years. You can communicate on there. You can purchase items on there. You update your friends on there and you can even transfer money and earn money on there. Now, imagine that. What does that imply to you? Basically, it would seem to cover all your modern day online needs, correct? So if Elon Musk is successful at doing this with Twitter, what do you think that would mean for your project? It means if you did not take Twitter seriously as a top of marketing funnel platform right now, you most certainly need to start getting it nailed down ASAP. Because think about this, if a lot of your basic needs are covered by one platform, and you're spending more and more of your time on it than others, it will mean that the content that is produced and consumed on that platform will become more valuable. For example, we are currently seeing the time spent on TikTok outperforming the time spent on Instagram. This is why we now often hear talks about TikTok overtaking Instagram because of the time spent. And this is likely also why Reels and YouTube Shorts were produced. Even though Instagram and YouTube have produced these avenues to create short form videos, people are still prioritizing TikTok in content creation and repurposing the video that they produce with TikTok in mind on other platforms. The same will go for Twitter. The more time that is spent on the app, the more important it is for you to be producing content on there as a founder of a project. Now, on to change number three. This is the one I literally woke up to this morning and saw everyone on Twitter spaces conversing about this. There will be no more free promotion of other social media platforms allowed on Twitter. Now, I had a brainstorm of 
why Elon Musk and the team at Twitter would be doing this from a marketing perspective. And the answer likely lies in how we often use Twitter. Because aside from NFT, crypto, and Web3 Twitter, people are often using Twitter quite passively and as a funnel that leads audiences elsewhere, which drives traffic off of the platform. Think back to when you were not involved in crypto Twitter. Did you actively use the platform every day or did you just occasionally post your opinions and thoughts on a whim? If you're like me, I did not even bother to use Twitter. So it likely wasn't your main app of choice when it came to social media. Neither was it a common app of choice when it came to messaging. However, the thing that Twitter did win at was its game of recency. It was the go-to place and still is the go-to place for hearing people's opinions straight away. This is why we often see tech news on there. And when you want to know what's going on, you go on Twitter because someone will be talking about it right now. So the main difference for you as a founder would be that you cannot easily use Twitter to funnel your audience elsewhere anymore. And by elsewhere, we mean Facebook, now known as Meta, Instagram, and Mastodon. I personally don't think this will be too much of an issue. As a founder or head of a marketing team, you should already know that you shouldn't be funneling people or providing a call to action out of a platform every single time in a post. This should only be done occasionally and be sprinkled in in part of your promotional post. And these promotional posts should fit within the sales or announcement content pillar, which sits amongst other content pillars so that you're not selling, promoting and closing all the time. Now, it's also stated that cross-posting or repurposing content from other social media platforms is actually still allowed. And it's only those accounts that are specifically used to promote other social media platforms that will likely be suspended. This makes a lot of sense because it does mean that you can still mention other social media platforms when you want to talk about your opinions on them. But it just means that if your aim is to drive traffic elsewhere, that is likely not as permissible as it used to be. Where people seemed a little bit concerned was that they wouldn't be able to funnel people into their Discord. But so far, Discord is not on those platforms which you cannot promote. So I think there's actually less to worry about than people think. And it's quite normal for platforms to try and keep you on the app. So there you have it. Three of the largest changes made by Twitter and how it may or may not, surprisingly, affect you in regards to your marketing strategy. If this episode was any bit insightful or helpful, feel free to click the plus or subscribe button to hear all things future of marketing straight in your podcast app of choice. Keep building, keep creating, keep innovating, friend. I'll be catching up with you very, very soon.